Hello everyone. I am Meet Asher. I am a lawyer and an animal rights advocate. I am 29 years old. I work with the animal rights organization People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals also known as PETA India. And uh, I head PETA India's cruelty response division. My team and I handle cruelty cases and law enforcement matters from across the country. I'm also involved with certain legal and policy issues with regard to animal rights. and i have been working in the field of animal rights since over 13 years now uh, i thankfully started off at a very young age so and i've been with peta for more than 7 years i started doing rescues when i was quite young i think when i was in school i rescued uh, a dog who was in a very bad shape whose skull was exposed because of a maggot wound injury and that was my first rescue and ever since i never looked back and I started catering to community animals in my area, my street, neighboring streets, etc. I moved on to uh, I was continuing to study and uh, I was uh, doing chartered accountancy. But one fine day, I decided to quit my uh, job as a finance professional and rather uh, work for animal rights full time because I started realizing that the the amount of time that I was giving. animal rights uh, was not at all sufficient in terms of the number of cases that people were reaching out to me for uh, because i was appointed uh, as the youngest uh, honorary animal welfare officer in this entire country by the honorable uh, bombay high court and the government of maharashtra appointed committee called the committee to monitor animal welfare laws in maharashtra I was on board as an honorary animal welfare officer for 3 years and I got exposed to a lot of cruelty cases and different kinds of uh, you know animal rights or animal welfare issues which entailed violation of laws how uh, animals were being ill treated and what sort of cruelties they they had to endure uh, so that that gave me a greater insight as to how much of a time this kind of work would require and this is not something that in my opinion i could do at my own leisure or at my own convenience so around a year after quitting my job as a finance professional um, with a reputed company finance company i after a year i got uh, got to know about this vacancy in peta and i started off as an emergency response coordinator back then this is like more than 7 years ago in 2016 and uh, since then i have been working with peta and i have done a lot of different kind of work including handling the emergency helpline attending to cruelty cases going on field assisting the police the forest department in conducting raids and enforcements to ensure that animals subjected to cruelty or abuse are being seized and you know ensuring that we get custody from court and rehabilitating them to an animal shelter or an appropriate home etc so those kind of things and then just one year uh, you know of being with peta i realized that there was a dearth of lawyers who understood animal rights issues or who took animal rights seriously uh, so i decided to pursue law myself i gave my entrance exam and got through to a college luckily which was evening college so i was able to manage it with work so during the day i would uh, be at work and then post work hours i would be in college and my college would end at around 9 pm it entailed a lot of sacrifices etc that one had to make but i guess if you know you are determined to do what you want to do and the change 
that you wish to bring in the society uh then you have to partake in it it cannot be that you wish for the change to come and it it will just happen automatically that's never going to happen so if we want to bring a change we have to do some things ourselves so yeah then in october 2020 i graduated as a lawyer and post that immediately i had enrolled for masters and just this year uh, about 6 months back i finished my masters degree in environmental law and legal order so yes there's this one case uh, which i can mention which covers both these aspects which showed me how low a person can stoop and also how the system which is often blamed can also be the one which will come to the rescue of animals i'll give an example and you know you would know how uh, this case uh, matches the expectations of both these things so there was this langur a grey langur also called as a hanuman langur um which is a wild animal uh, protected under the indian wildlife protection act of 1972 and this uh, animal was he was found he was paralyzed and injured in a forest area and some three guys were passing through that forest and this monkey of course did not do anything to them this langur but uh, because he was injured and you know immobile and not able to like kind of run away from humans like animals of course they will never fight with the human they will always take a step back and run away it's we who approach them and kind of you know start the fight so he was brutally assaulted and beaten to death and then literally hung from a tree and even when he was dead he was being hit repeatedly and even with chappals with the chappals that these guys were wearing the footwear they kept hitting the chappal on that dead langur uh only they know what point they were trying to make out of it and of course there was one guy who was filming it so when this video reached me it was from washim district of maharashtra a rural area in maharashtra rural district i immediately got in touch with the police and forest officials and i told them that this person has to be arrested the person at least visible in the video and thankfully within two days through face identification and through the police and the forest department activating their local contacts and we declaring a reward and all of that put together uh, helped nab this person he was arrested under uh, the provisions of the wildlife protection act for violating this uh, law it's a central law it applies across the country and uh, then we kept pushing hard to make sure that he is not released on bail because the wildlife protection act makes uh, offenses against most wild animals a non bailable offense uh, especially ones that have a higher protection under different schedules of the wildlife protection act without getting into too many technicalities so we worked with the forest department and the police at every stage of the judiciary to ensure the bail application was opposed and not just opposed but the court was informed of what kind of a depraved act of violence was committed against an animal which was already injured or sick or in need of help so thankfully the courts recognized the local magistrate court the district court and the high court also rejected his bail record breaking six times which has never happened in the history of india 
and animal abusers bail was rejected six times including by the high court and the high court made an observation saying that such persons are a danger to society and releasing them on bail would mean a threat to humanity as well so while this case was extremely shocking and you know it gave me sleepless nights because that was like still uh, at a very nascent stage of my career at peta um but it also gave me hope with the kind how we used the system and how we made sure that you know this person was not released on bail he was languishing literally in jail for 3 months and he was able to secure bail only after that and the case is still on like the trial is going on in the court and it is most likely that the person uh, will get punished for his deeds like will get a final jail term uh, because the evidence is very clear against him so yeah this is this is a case that has always remained with me to always kind of motivate me also when there are low times when you know you feel low uh, when there is not much progress or you know there are times when there are lows because any work will have ups and downs it's not that there's always going to be up 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 and you know you'll be able to do everything that you wish to do so during those low times i think about this case and i i always open up my phone and read the high court judgment which notes this observation and which says that this bail is being refused for the sixth time and finally this person's lawyer had to give up and he had to tell this accused who was in jail that we need to stop applying for bail because no court is going to give you bail do not strengthen laws against animal abuse this society can never be a safe place for human and i say so because of the well established link between crimes against humans and crimes against animals a person who abuses animals is three times more likely to abuse a fellow human being so if not for your love for animals or you know if not for their helplessness at least for our own safety for this selfish reason we need to ensure that if we want a safer society for all we will have to make animal laws stringent especially against abuse because that is just the starting or the tipping point of a person uh, becoming a bigger criminal in in the sense and there are various examples not only in india but across the globe where there is study established through living examples of people who started with abusing killing torturing sexually exploiting animals and then went on to do that and much worse with fellow humans so if we want to at least if not for the sake of animals if not for you know um us uh, a, a safer society for animals at least with the selfish motive of making this society a safer place for us for fellow humans we will have to recognize this link the federal bureau of investigation has also made this link and this um you know um this kind of a linkage very clear through multiple examples and fbi officers time and again rather you will be surprised especially people in india will be surprised to know that cases of serious crimes or heinous crimes against animals are investigated by the fbi in the us not by the local police for this very simple reason that they recognize that if you nip this in the bud you will prevent this person from attacking approaching abusing or perhaps even killing a human being so-
I think the least that a person, any individual can do is go vegan. And I truly believe in that. I say so because compassion or charity begins at home like they say. But I would say compassion begins on your plate. Empathy, compassion, ahimsa, all these virtues, if if you at all look up to these virtues, they have to start on your plate. And you cannot be a cause of animal suffering. Being vegetarian, sadly, is not sufficient. It's a great step to take if you were a non-vegetarian or a meat eater. Uh, but you cannot stop there for the simple reason that we all are aware today, thanks to the power of social media, as to the massive amount of cruelty and abuse and pain and suffering and uh, uh, you know torture that exists in the dairy industry. And the dairy industry actually supplies cattle to the beef industry. So it's dairy and beef are, you know, two sides of the same coin, so to say. And of course, meat, everyone is aware of that animals are actually killed to be served on our plates. So I would really urge people that if you are genuinely concerned or if you genuinely care for animals, I think the least one can do is go vegan because you're not contributing to any pain, suffering, abuse. Rather, you might end up saving 200 animals a year just by not eating them or consuming their byproducts, etc. So, and I think that's the least one can do. You don't have to do any activism. You don't have to step out of your house. You don't have to go to a police station. You don't have to go to court. You don't have to do nothing. Just follow a vegan lifestyle is all that you need to do to do your bit in reducing the pain and suffering of animals. Of course, it's not that the world is suddenly going to change by you going vegan. But the world will definitely change for those 200 animals which will not have to be killed to be served on your plate. So please do think about them and make the decision to go vegan because that's the least a person can do. Apart from that, if you have free time, please volunteer at your local shelter or um, you know, uh, adopt or feed community animals, foster them, foster injured or sick animals or abandoned animals. There are a plethora of things that you can do. If you have expertise in a particular field, offer your expert, uh, expert services pro bono or at a very subsidized rate to uh, an organization which is in dire need of it and things like that. Because our treatment of animals reflects deeply on the society at large and how we uh, want or we shape the society to be. The pandemic, the climate change, global warming, everything that we are facing today is totally, totally, totally based on our treatment of animals. So there's a very wonderful book written by uh, PETA India's director, Purva Joshipura, how our treatment of animals, uh, you know, affects the society at large or is survival at stake is the name of the book. So our survival is literally at stake based on how we are going to treat animals. So at least for our own sake, you know, again, being selfish, we should think about at least ourselves and start treating animals more kindly, more with more compassion, with more um, empathy so that we can survive longer, the human race, so to say. Mm -hmm.